This is Issues 2021. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Adam Smith, President and CEO, Exploration Place, the Sedgwick County Science and Discovery Center, right here in Wichita. Welcome to Issues 2021. Thanks, Steve. It's nice to be here. For for our listeners who are maybe not to be familiar with Exploration Place, tell us what it is and where it is, please. It is a science and discovery center. We're on the Arkansas River, um, just just right next to downtown Wichita. Um, it is the most significant um, museum of its type in the state of Kansas. Um, it's 21 years old. It's in some amazing signature buildings um, that that we get people visiting here from all around the world just to study the buildings. They're architecturally very significant and. Um, it's a great place for families and people of all ages to come and learn about the world of science and nature and sometimes a little bit of history thrown in. We've got a big dome theater that um, we show great sort of large format documentaries on. And there's always, some, there's always something going on here. You're, our listeners are, listening, are saying right now, hey, wait, that gentleman is not from around here. Uh, you're not from uh, the United States. You, well, tell us a little bit about your background, please. The, the accent you're hearing is uh, English. Um, I was born in a town called Burnley. In, uh, it's up in northern England. No one's ever heard of it unless they follow soccer. Um, but it, it's near Manchester. And um, so I was, I was born, born and raised there. I've lived here in the United States for 20 years. Um, my whole life has been wrapped up with museums. Um, it's my passion and that that sort of journey led me from um I was actually working in Scotland at the time I came over here in 2001 and my family they all think I talk like an american now um <laughs> but but thanks for thanks for uh, making me feel better that I haven't lost completely lost my english accent and I talked to uh, my colleague Ted Woodward and I said hey I'm going to have Adam Smith on issue show this weekend he says you talking about the uh, 17th century economist I thought he was he was dead by now but you're not that Adam <laughs> Smith are you <laughs> I am not. Um, in, here's, interestingly, the famous economist Adam Smith in Britain, no one's really heard of him. Um, I never got comments about my name until I came to live in America. He's much more well-known over here and studied in, in, in colleges and schools and things like that. Okay. So, um, yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about Exploration Place a little bit more. And, and how are you funded? How do you pay the bills down there? Um, it's, it, it's what we call a public-private partnership. So we get some public funding from, from Sedgwick County, so through taxes. And last year, that accounted for almost exactly a third of our funding. So the other two-thirds, we have to, we've got to earn that ourselves through ticket sales and fundraising and all, all the other things that a, a place like ours does to, um, to, to, to keep the lights on. So sort of similar to Cedric County Zoo in the way, in the way it's structured. And I, I, I must admit, I've worked in two or three public-private partnerships in my life, and this is a really good one. I think it, it's almost a model of, I, I don't think, if, if it was entirely publicly funded, you could not get anything of the quality of exploration place. There's something about having independent board of trustees and all. I've got a wonderful board. They really care about this place and they help me every day with so many different things, you know, to make it all work. So you're getting it, the community is involved in exploration place. And I, so I, I think I, re, I do appreciate uh, the, the, the tech, 
the taxpayer funding and we, we try and spend that very, very wisely. Um, but I, I actually think the taxpayer gets really good value for money for it because yeah. we've, we've got world-class facilities here, you know. Tell us about uh, memberships. Um, yeah, one of the th- I think one of the um, most valuable things that we offer is 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 a membership to exploration place we um we have about 28,000 people um, are members of the organization right now and i think particularly if if you've got if you've got kids in your family um it's almost a no brainer because you you buy the membership and it it gets you free admission to exploration place for 365 days and you know we have literally have some families that are coming here more than 100 times a year <laughs> um but the way it works out is usually if, if you visit three times a year it's worth becoming a member because you're going to save money that way and, and we, we also have a lot of programs and it's a great way to um you know to sort of stay involved particularly if your kids are interested in science and nature so how long have you been at exploration place um, 18 months, um, actually, almost literally. I, I I came here from San Diego in November of um, 2019. So I had I had like three or four normal months, you know, just getting my feet under the yeah. under the table of a new job, and then the the whole world got turned upside down with COVID. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're just starting to come back to a little bit of normality again now after a. Certainly one of the most interesting 12 months in my life. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But you were in San Diego. Uh, what were you doing? If I may ask, what were you doing in San Diego? Um, you can ask whatever you want, Steve. Okay. Um, I, I, I was I was starting a new museum out there for an organization that some of your listeners might have heard of called Comic Con. Um, out there in San Diego 50 years ago, they, they started having this comic book show, and it just grew and grew and grew and now it's one of the biggest conventions in the world um there's over half a million people go and attend the convention and everyone's dressing up as superheroes and all the hollywood stars come down and things like that so i what i was doing i was recruited to to start a museum um if you know san diego there's a wonderful park there called balboa park yeah and um there's 17 museums in there, and we were we were working on building the 18th. I, I'm familiar with Comic Con, and it's uh, of course the Big Bang Theory's got us into that. So. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so I know about that a little bit. All right, uh, but, uh, tell us. Uh, let's talk about uh, a little bit about uh, the the building that you're in there at Exploration Place. This is a pretty unique architecture in this building, especially for us here in the Midwest and on the Plain States. Tell us about that. Yeah, one of the great pleasures that I've had you know, coming to this community is just you know getting to know some really really wonderful people. One of whom is Phil Frick, um, and Phil, we have a plaque on the wall here, you know, recognizing him him as the founder of Exploration Place. And um, Phil had a vision for Exploration Place right from the very beginning that it not just be a um, uh, you know, or a regular science center, but be something that really tried to raise the quality standard for the community. And and so that, as they went through the whole visioning process for Exploration Place in the late 90s, they, they reached out to basically the who's who of leading architects in the world at that time. They 
talked to um, Frank Geary and Richard Rogers and you know Norman Foster, um, but the, the the group actually selected um, an Israeli architect called uh, Moshe Safdie, and so he he, um, he did the architecture. It was very ambitious um, for the time. I think for Wichita is one of the most ambitious building projects that the community's ever taken on. We had the great pleasure of um, engaging with Moshe Safdie last last fall. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID, he couldn't visit in person. But we had a really nice program where he was he was on Zoom, and we had um, we had people sort of dialed in from from left, right, and center. And it he gave a presentation about the design of Exploration Place, and and it became clear to me that this was like the pivotal project in his entire career. He did things before, but everything that he's done since Exploration Place, there are major museums and galleries, airports, etc., all around the globe that look like Exploration Place. You know, they, they, you can just look at them and say, ah, that's really reminiscent. And all of those those concepts, those curves, those that design philosophy he he developed here in Wichita. So when I said earlier that people come from all around the world to study these buildings, it's I'm not exaggerating. And I, I, even though they're only 21 years old, no question Exploration Place will will end up on the National Register of Historic Places mm-hmm. when when it qualifies, which which is after 50 years. Okay. Well, let's talk about what's inside the building. Do you feature? You have permanent exhibits there at Exploration Place? We have both permanent and traveling exhibits, and both of them are really important to be a successful museum of our kind. You need the permanent, um, like the, the the families that are members, they love having that sort of familiar um, places that the kids know and they, they love to explore and make friends in and things like that. So we've got permanent exhibits on themes like aviation. We've got a wonderful aviation gallery called Design Bill Fly. We've got a Kansas gallery so we can explore the landscape and natural history of, of the state we live in. Uh, we've got a medieval castle. Um, we've got... Um, uh, I tell you what, those kids, the little kids love that castle, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> I think one of the thing, things they love about it is they can. The, there's like a lot of hidden rooms that they can yeah. run around and play hide and seek yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So we, we have permanent exhibits that, that that are important, but all almost equally important is we do have a really strong temporary exhibit program. We every year we bring in three national level traveling exhibits, and that gives us the an important thing too, which is change, you know? So if people feel that uh, it's just the same as when I last went there, there's nothing new to see, then they won't come, you know? So having the three, the three traveling exhibits a year really helps us with that. Yep. I've seen a couple of them. They are excellent. But back to the, what you were talking about earlier, you've been pretty well known for hands-on activities. Uh, People can actually get their hands in and do things in there. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think that, um, when Exploration Place was was developed, it, we were part of a national movement to install um, really interactive museums. You know, so it was almost a backlash against the kind of museum that that that's dusty artifacts in cases and yeah. you know nothing that that engages your your hands and mind. And um, 
I think everything we do when we book those traveling exhibits, we're looking for ones that have got a really high level of interactivity and certainly the permanent exhibits we've got. I, I, I actually need to count them, but if, if you, I, I know for sure there's probably in excess of 500 interactive exhibits here at Exploration Place when you add them all up. Wow. <laughs> You're listening to Issues 2021 on the Odyssey radio stations, and our guest is Adam Smith, President and CEO, Exploration Place here in Wichita. How has the uh, pandemic impacted Exploration Place, Adam? Well, it certainly impacted us, Steve, and it's it's actually been it's been sort of a dichotomy. There's been some really difficult things to work with, but there's also been some really tremendous opportunities opened up for us, actually. The difficulty has been running a visitor attraction through a pandemic. Um, we were closed for 109 days from starting March 13th, so, you know, it immediately cuts off one of your main sources of revenue and your main way of engaging with everyone. We reopened July 1, but even then it was quite slow. July last year, which is normally our, one of our biggest months of the year, we were at about 20% of what normal traffic would be. It, 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 we, we've seen a distinct turn since almost exactly January 1, somehow the turn of the year. It's, it's been coming back a lot stronger for us. So we're running about 75% of normal attendance now. So, you know, in the main, people seem comfortable to be to be coming back out. And, you know, that, that the, re- the recovery isn't all the way there, but we're feeling a lot better about it than we were certainly a year ago. But at the same time, sort of like, it's been a real managerial challenge managing through all the issues relative to masks and social distancing and staffing and staff getting COVID and all those, all those things. But what's been really helpful, I think, to us as an organization has been that there's been this wonderful opportunity has opened up for us at the same time relative to distance education. Um, over the past decade, especially, we've really develop some amazing educational programs at Exploration Place and relative to STEM education. And we've got teachers going out into schools all around the community and field trips and things like that. Well, all of that came to an end um, but m- m- during lockdown. But m- my team didn't want the education to end. So we improvised three distance learning classrooms. We've got green screens and cameras and, and, you know, we found a way to keep the education going. And I think there is a little bit of a backlash going on right now against, you know, because people, I think rightly want kids to be back in classrooms and not doing distance learning, but we've learned in the past 12 months, some, some lessons that we will never unlearn, which is that, it's a great way to get education out there, particularly in a state like Kansas, where we've got a lot of kids living in small communities of under 10,000 10, people. Um, they don't always have the chance to come to Exploration Place to get the high-quality education that we offer. And like just by way of example, summer camps, we had to do all of our summer camps last year online. And like normally, the, the catchment area for our camps is maybe people that live... 30 minutes drive from Exploration Place, something like that. Well, last year, we had kids in 12 states. And in fact, we even had kids 4,000 miles away in Germany doing camp at Exploration Place. And and I think when COVID is kind of in the rearview mirror, I think 
the one thing that will remain is that, you know, I think everyone's experience of things like technologies like Zoom has has we've leapt forward as a as as a society at least a decade in our ad- adoption of technologies like that, and it, it's actually really exciting for exploration plays. Sorry to get long winded, but this I'm, you can probably tell I'm excited. Yeah, really. What hey, What kind of attendance do you? see in a normal year what's the pattern been over the years in a normal year a good year at exploration place is roughly a quarter of a million people two hundred fifty thousand people visiting the facility um and then a good outreach year will also reach about 50 to sixty thousand kids through these outreach programs but you know back on the distance education last year we reached five hundred thousand kids um through the distance learning so it it's, that's literally an exponential growth in in our ability to to fulfill our educational mission. Wow. Okay. Now, now uh, I was going to say, where do these uh, visitors come from? But <laughs> it sounds like you've got them from all over the all over the world now. By way of the, by way yeah, of the, I've, yeah. I, one of the things our staff does is we collect a zip code from everyone when they come in. So I I've, I've got this very impressive chart on my desktop that. Um, I can it, it sort of displays on a map where where people come from in a given year to exploration place, and it's really impressive because it, you can just see we people come here from all over the United States of America and, and internationally as well. Um, yeah, it's 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 a you know we're we're a strong tourist attraction. By the time this yes, two hundred fifty thousand puts you right up there. By this time this program airs, Adam, Death by Chocolate will be history for this year, but. It's been an annual event. I've been to a couple of Tell us a little bit about that and any other events, special events you have coming up uh, here in the next couple of weeks or a couple of months anyway. Yeah, Death by Chocolate uh, was quite a journey this year. Normally we would hold it in February, um, and we have a committee that works on the event every year. This it, this year was the 15th one. Um, there were even times in the dark days of winter where we thought we might have to completely cancel it because, um, you know, run, running an event at Exploration Place was not possible. And also there, there was no appetite on anyone's part to try and do it as a virtual event. So we we, we persevered and we ended up... Um, we ended up delaying it to to May the eighth, and that was a great decision. And we've ended up, you know, saving the event. It 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 sold out, which is tremendous. I really appreciate the support of the community. So for for listeners that don't know what it is, it's a it's sort of like a taste of Wichita kind of event where you can come, and we've got restaurants and, and food and beverage providers from all across the community very generously come in and give samples to everyone. And so you get to taste the very best of what Wichita has to offer from, from a food and drink perspective. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we were able to, glad we were able to save the event. And now the question is, should we continue doing it in May or should we move back to, to February? So we'll be, we'll be thinking about that. I wanted to, uh, several years ago, uh, my high school class uh, held a reunion at, at Exploration Place. I must say it went very well. There was plenty of space. We, we had about 200 people there. There was plenty of space, uh, and everything went well, ran well. And one of the things that was interesting for, for us, Adam, was people who came in from out of town who hadn't been in Wichita for quite a while 
We took him out over to the Keeper of the Plains and mm-hmm. uh, looked at that, all that close by, and, and it made it for a really, uh, I think, uh, memorable evening for my classmates uh, to come out there. And everybody commented on, on the beautiful building and the beauty of Exploration Place. So what I'm getting to is you do, uh, you do host private events there. Tell us about that a little bit. We do, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to, to, to talk about it because I think one of, one of the hidden aspects of Exploration Place is that we're, we're really, really great events venue. Um, you know, at 5 o'clock every day, we close down as a visitor attraction and, uh, and the, the facility is available for different kinds of activities. We've had 400 weddings here, for example, since um, Exploration Place opened. It's a great place to come and get married, and, um, you know, it's high quality. And as you said, the Keeper of the Plains there is a real, it can often be the icing on the cake to stick around and see the see the flames going up at, at 9 o'clock. And um, actually, as we, as we move into the future, I think that we want to have even more knowledge of, of what a great location exploration place is. Um, I think sometimes people just think of it as an exhibit place, but we've got some really great spaces for, for all kinds of things. I mean, it's a, it's a personal note here. You, you Obviously, you've come from two different foreign countries, one of them uh, uh, Great Britain and the other California. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what has been the adjustment like coming to the plains of uh, south-central Kansas? What, how's that been? Well, I'm chuckling because I, California for me certainly was an experience. I, I um, and I don't mind telling you that I didn't really fit in in California. Um, it, it was a one of the reasons. If you ask me why am I here, why have I why have I moved from from San Diego to Wichita? Um, the opportunity to be back in the Midwest was really attractive to me. So when I when I first came to America, I, I lived in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, for uh, eleven years, um, working. The, the world's largest air show is there every year, and I was running the museum that was associated with that. And I I really loved it. You know, really good values, community, just a really sort of coherent thing. And when I when I landed in California, I really felt a lot of that was missing, you know? Um, and, and as soon as I came back to Wichita, w- you know, within almost like a week of being here, it's like, welcome home. You are in a sort of an environment. And this is not, it's not a political thing, you know? It's just, it's just the way people behave. The first night in my new apartment, there's a knock on the door and, you know, there's just a young man saying, hey, I just want to introduce myself and, you know, share a beer with you and, like, you know. And wow. and I, I closed the door on him and I thought, you know, I could have lived in California for 50 years and that would never have happened. It's a, it's a different mindset, you know. And so I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. You, it's, just, um, you talk about Oshkosh and, and, of course, the connections with the We are uh, have called ourselves the air capital. So we're familiar with, the, with Oshkosh. And I'll tell you what, I've... I uh, spent a, a couple of days in Madison, Wisconsin, in October one time, and I don't think there's a prettier place on the planet. But uh, I tell you what, uh, Wisconsin's a beautiful place. Hey, nice to have you with us this morning and, and sharing your thoughts with us. And uh, welcome to Wichita. We appreciate it, and I'm the best of luck to you at, at Exploration Place. Got some exciting things coming in the year ahead, I'm sure, as we uh, get back to normal and people come to town to see you. And uh, thank you for spending some time with us this morning. We appreciate it, Adam. 
Yeah, thank you, Steve. I appreciate your time, too. Our guest, Adam Smith, President and CEO, Exploration Place, Sedgwick County Science and Discovery Center in Wichita. That's all for this edition of Issues 2021. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.